What do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree. Welcome to Locky Town, home of the Hammerlock population. Mikey is an NFL betting guru. Mikey, oh. I'm giving you that credit. I am Vern. This is, we are here with Mikey Locks, and today we are joined by Reed Fowler, PGA and NFL analyst at DraftKings. Reed gives the best insight. He's a guru on golf. He gave us an NFL pick, too. Things you just love to see, Mikey. I love it, Vern. I, you called me an NFL guru, and I appreciate that. I really do. But to quote Ari Gold, and this is the week to do it because we have the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Baby, I melted down worse than Phil Mickelson at Wingfoot last night. The Titans were minus three on Monday Night Football, and I hammered them. I hammered Drew Locke to throw an interception and two of the worst beats of my entire life. Not only did the Titans miss, what, four field goals and an extra point, three field goals and an extra point to win by two, Drew Locke threw two surefire interceptions right to defenders that they dropped. It really, it hurt. So you had a good betting week, went way too in on the last game being plus money and got crushed because of it. Yeah, and the Cowboys too. Like, you know, I didn't manage my unis very well. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we saw, we saw it well. We saw the slate well. And that's all that matters. Did we win a ton of money? No. But we're positioning. We made the right moves. And there were some mistakes that we made on the fly. But we set it up nicely. And I'm tracking Wait. my picks now. The tracking of my picks is to give me some more... Uh, wherewithal to make me more steady, to make me not, you know, hammer dong something for a thousand bucks when I shouldn't be. So today we are going to be giving our U.S. Open golf picks and our week two NFL picks for every single you said that. game. Did he, didn't you already say no. that? No, I did, did not. Did say that? Okay. No. no, you just jumped right into NFL before I was able to summarize. I could have stopped you, but I didn't. Oh, yeah, it's Locky Town. We're going to get into this and that. And I'm Vern. I'm your host. <laughs> Mikey, you tried to track picks. You were just talking about that. How is it going so far? Well, a I, I'm a day dog. in, and I've been tracking. I, I have tracked for a day. Over under is set at three and a half days. I don't know. Have you ever tried to track your picks before? I think it's fucking yeah. stupid. I don't even know why I'm I doing don't like it. 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 It's just a lot of work. Like... You could say, yeah, you stop tracking because you start losing. That's not the case. Like, if I'm out at a bar, which I'm not because of COVID, but if I'm out at dinner or I don't know, whatever, if I'm drunk and I make a live bet, I don't want to then have to open my computer, go into a spreadsheet, and then, like, track all this shit on a $20 live bet or a $100 live bet. It's just a lot. Like, I wish you could just, it could just link. Like, why, why don't you just invent that? track your Venmos on Monday and just put your plus minus for the week if you want to keep track? Yeah, that's, I never thought about it like that. I just like how you're like, if I'm out at a bar, oh wait, I'm not at a bar. Uh, if I'm, whatever I'm doing, I'm drunk. Like, you know, you're just Yeah, like, well, especially on the weekends, I like, real getting... nice Monday through Friday, and then you get into some fun on the weekend, and then it comes a little bit more difficult. Maybe you're on the golf course. And yeah, thank you, golf course, many. good example. And good, you know, obviously good, good. Here's something good. I ran into this past week, and I'm nervous about this week is, I have, I ran out of bankroll before NFL Sunday. And I feel yeah, like that. I'm going to bet, bet too much on the golf. I bet too much on NBA action. I lost a lot on the Rockets. And then I was really in a horrible, horrible, shitty, depressing situation before NFL Sunday. I blew it. Mikey? Well, uh, what, you, what, what, what made me happy 
and was really funny to me, I don't think it probably landed for you, was you sent me a text from your bookie, right? Uh, and what did he say? I don't know if you remember it verbatim, but he said something along the lines of, man, you've been so hot, tough week, LOL, or something like that. And then he said, yeah, 524, please. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't exactly like that, but it was pretty close, basically, where he hit me up, um, and I was like, my time has come. And he was like, yeah, bro, you've been on a heater. And then it was just like, ping for the Venmo. <laughs> like, that was just it. I was just like, I guess, thank you. Like, I'll take it. We had so many good nerfy weeks. I I mean, I'm way up on this guy all time, but that one hurt. It was a pretty, pretty good. It's amazing how fast it goes. Just when you're up and you're up and you slowly work your way up and get a nice balance and bankroll and then... It's gone like that in one Rockets blown game. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, that's my You have nothing to add? You can just say you have nothing to add. I have nothing to add. (laughs) All right. We have an amazing sports week ahead. We have week two of the NFL. Best sports week ever? No, but it's I mean, dude. Honestly, I think you can make the case. You have MLB pennant races, people coming down to the wire to make the playoffs. You have the U.S. Open, a golf major, is the U.S. Open for tennis still going on? It just ended. No, I'm gonna loop, ended. I'm gonna loop it in. You have NBA conference finals. You have a game seven tonight. You have NFL. You have college football. You have NHL Stanley Cup playoffs uh, that are you know the, the conference finals there as well. I'm probably missing some other things, but for all of that to be happening at once is pretty fucking sick. TBA. Yeah, that's incredible. So again, I just think I need to ask for more credit because there's so much to bet if everything goes horribly again, like. You cannot be it can't out. Go money out to adding, it won't. It won't. I've already come out or of it. Could. I've or already it could. come out of it. Yeah. No, it won't. I've already come out of it. I can. Or it will. I hit my low. I hit my low point. Do you know how many I times really I've get... said that? Do you do you know how many times in my life I've said I've already hit my low point? It can't get any worse than this. Only to follow it up with an even worse week. But that's that's me, man. It's my life. I know. All right, we're about to have Reed Fowler from DraftKings on. But I know I'm pivoted from the darkness. But Thank before you. that, Mikey, will you read out our U.S. Open odds for the week? U.S. Open via DraftKings. DJ is your favorite at 8-1. to one. John Rahm, 9-1. to one. You're looking at this tier one. Then it goes JT, Xander, Colin, Rory. Talk about that with Reed. Uh, Webb Simpson and Bryson at the 25 range. Our guy Tigers at 45-1. to one. Adam Scott down here at 50-1. to one. And Matthew Wolf just not... Maybe a little spoiler for this interview that's about to come up at 80 to 1. It's a really good field, obviously, for a major. We're excited to get fucking rich. It's a really good field for a major. Thank you. That was a terrible comment. Thank you for calling that out. One of of the worst things ever said on this podcast. You're not on your game today. I'm just going to, I'm not going to lie. You feel and look a little dead in the eyes. And that's odd to me because you were coming out of such, you know, a nice betting week. I think you picked what? You went five for one. We do a little pick six against the spread contest. I mean, I feel like you're you really sick. I thought we were vibing. What did I say not, besides, the, besides the bad US open comment? I think well, I you jumped to the point. intro. You jumped the intro. You've been, you haven't brought great energy. You're fucking bald. How about that? I told you earlier that your hair looked good. I take all that back, dick. <laughs> I'm not bald, dude. Balding? I am balding, but I am juicing and my hair is coming back i'm not going to say the name of what i use because i feel like they should sponsor us and 
I have written them and told them that they should because what they say. My hair is growing. I don't. They don't listen to random people who hit them up. What I, was we that? have they didn't respond. We have sales professionals at Bleach Report who I should go through. Yeah, you're kind of going. You're overstepping your boundaries. It's, I'm actually going to report you to HR for that because that's not what you should be doing. And I'm going to report you for saying I'm bald. And they're going to say, that's you know, a, Vern, what would you report bald. me for? That's a fact. Just <laughs> why don't you bend over and show your head? Just uh, to report. You just tell me to bend over. That's reportable too. That's not okay. reportable. I said it in the context of your, of your face. I didn't say it in any other context. <laughs> everyone heard. Everyone heard. All right. Let's pivot. Here's Reed Fowler, PGA NFL analyst at DraftKings. We're about to get some serious golf locks. Like bend, bend your head over is what I meant. <laughs> we are now joined by Reed Fowler, PGA and NFL analyst at DraftKings. Reed also gave us the lock of the century when he was to bet on Tiger Woods for the match. Reed, thank you for coming back and thank you for the lock a few months ago. Yeah, I feel like I've bankrolled all the nerfies since then. So I feel like I am like an honorary <laughs> member of Locky Town. So yeah, no worries, man. Let's go. <laughs> Always been a member of Locky Town. We, yeah, unfortunately that bankroll, it was it was all the way up here. We were very high on the nerfies and then we kind of regressed back to the mean. So I think this is how we rebuild. This is how we rebuild the bankroll. This is our moment to get back. We hit Colin Morikawa big at the PGA Championship too. Reed, is this course similar to the PGA Championship at all? Is Wingfoot similar to what we saw at Harding with, you know, there's a lot of rough talk? Or is this just a totally different beast? I think it's going to be a totally different beast. Uh, when you have the rough that it's, it's extremely thick. I mean, you were there, Vern. You you know that the rough was thick. But when you when you watched Morikawa and some of these guys, Bryson, uh, Matt Wolf had a nice little run there on, on Sunday. They were able to get it out of the rough fairly well or advance it fairly far. If these guys get in the rough at any point, and they're not near the green, it's going to be a chop out to about 100 to 125 yards, wherever they want to hit it from. And it's going to be trying to save par, most likely a bogey. The one go- like the golfers that you definitely need if you want to focus on one, and Morikawa sets up perfectly here again, is guys who hit oh. it act- like accurately off the tee. Uh, long irons are you know elite guy like Colin Morikawa. But if not, too, right, you need someone that can save. This is going to sound weird. But save par, right? You have to save par. Oh. Yep. Don't make don't make the par most likely bogey hole into a double triple. That's where Finau, Hideki, that's where Bryson kind of gets himself in trouble is that they make those holes that should be bogeys into doubles or triples. We saw the winner at Harding at six under for Morikawa. We're, or excuse me, at 13 under. He was six under in the, in the fourth round. We're probably looking closer to par. I saw a video today on Twitter where they dropped a ball and it rolled for 36 seconds off the green. What do you think the, the winner will be at? Oh, man. Uh, I would say, God, Dustin, Dustin Johnson is playing so well. Like, he could, he could make this, like, a minus three, minus four, which in a real tournament is probably, like, minus 30 what he did <laughs> at TPC Boston. Uh, but I think it's going to be around even. If, like, at minus one or minus two, maybe. But I would say even par, more likely in the plus side. But these guys are so good, man. Like, Rom and DJ are playing so well. JT, if he gets his stuff going, he can easily keep the ball in the fairway and get this to, like, a minus three. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll take the easy way out and just say, like, even minus one. Reed, 
You were just saying, you know, the guys who can who can save par, not turn a bogey into a plus two, plus three. Yeah. Who are some of those guys who are known for that? Yeah, well, it's not Rory. <laughs> Rory likes to find the <laughs> uh, the snowman, the you know, uh, on a par five or uh, Paul Casey's. He's an occasional eight on a par three. Uh, but a couple of guys, I man, I, I talked about them in the when we had the PGA at Harding Park. Patrick Reed at plus thirty three hundred. Oh on the DK Sportsbook, you know, if we're not talking about the top guys, because clearly they're there for a reason, right? Although DJ has been known to, you know, to, to hit it like us just about a month and a half ago. Uh, but Patrick, he has all the right stuff going right now. He's someone that when you, when you look at what you need, the fortitude of what you need at a major, he's already won a Masters, right, in 2018. Not the same type, of course, but he's done well at U.S. Opens. I think he only has one missed cut in his last five times at a U.S. Open. The one that he did miss, though, was 2016, which Oakmont is probably the most comparable to what we have here at Winged Foot. He did miss the cut then. But I think when when you look at someone like him, especially a guy who can putt extremely well, he's not going to play himself out of a tournament. I could say a handful of those guys at the top could potentially play themselves out with a bad hole or two. The other guy that's, a right, around, that's right around there is Webb Simpson. You know, he's plus 2,500. Yeah. No one's thinking about Webb because, man, this guy doesn't hit it far enough. But how many, like, he's won a U.S. Open. And how many times, especially at the, at the Tour Championship, he played a lot better uh, those last two rounds that he, than he did the first two rounds. And so when you look at just the value there, that's what I want to find is those values at, like, that second tier out of the start. It's kind of like, like fantasy drafts, right? You want to find the value either getting the first guy at a position or the last guy, I want that last guy at the top tier or that like last or first guy at the second tier because I know the margins for these guys are razor thin in how well they can yeah. play. Yeah, that's interesting. So you have that top tier, DJ uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook, 8-1 to one essentially, yep. John Rahm, 9, Justin Thomas, 14, Xander, 15, Colin, 17, and Rory, 18. That seems to me to, me to be the tier one. And then you have Webb right behind them at 25. Sometimes I, I go into a tournament and, you know, people who know a lot more about this than I do will say, yes, it will come from one of those absolute superstars in golf. This court, this kind of tournament sets up for them to win. Or you'll hear sometimes, look, anybody can win this thing. It can come from the guy who's 100 to 1, 125 to 1. Any wreck this week, should we be targeting tier 1 guys, tier 2 guys? Could somebody come out who's 125 to 1 and win it? I would guess not because how hard the course is going to be. But how should we be looking at it in that regard? Yeah, I would say actually of all the majors, I would I would pencil in the U.S. Open as either one or two of the guys where we can take long shots and long shots can actually have a chance to win here. The reason why is oh. you saw you saw the PGA, right, like you mentioned. Morikawa shot minus six. He played the best out of anyone and he was just kind of around right he was around the leaderboards he wasn't really flirting yep. the first few days but he wasn't doing bad yep. the thing at this course is the hardest holes are number one and 18 on sunday we could oh. get someone look what happened to phil in 2006 phil right i mean lefty's coming in with he shot i think it was like the lowest score on saturday one of only two golfers to shoot one under par or under par on saturday going into the lead with Sunday and then falter in the last hole to lose by one stroke. So that could easily happen. And that brings the guys at the, the bottom of the field into play if they're playing well, right? Ches Revy was that guy last year. But I would think that I'm I the, the tier two range where it starts with Webb all the way down to, to my guy, Tony Finau, that's where the meat is. That's where you oh. find that, that tier two guys 
that if they win, right, or they have a lot of wins under their belt or a few wins under their belt, that with this win, like if Patrick Cantley were to win this, if Fleetwood for come on, Fleetwood, for once win a tournament on the PGA, <laughs> or especially when you're that close to majors, if one of these guys win, we're gonna start talking about them to work. Xander Shoffley right now is priced as opposed to we're always talking about why is Xander priced this high because he hasn't won a major. He's won good tournaments. He's won four tournaments. But one of these guys, I think, in that range is going to is going to win this, if not a long shot. That that really, really gets me going because my card, I want you to grade my card. As I mentioned earlier, I've got Rom nine to one. I think he's playing too well. And I, I just, I'm going to take one of the tier one guys. That's my tier one guy. But everything else for me, Webb 25 to one, Berger 33 to one, Fleetwood 35 to one. Those, those guys are all in the tier you talked about. And then I got to take my guy, Brandon Todd at, at 80 to one, who should keep the ball in the fairway. But that's what I'm looking at. Tell me, is it, how bad is it? Is it okay? Do I have a shot? Oh, I love it. The Todd father. That's one of my favorite plays this yes. week is, I mean, yes. right? Like, Guy is number one in fairways gained since the restart. Yep. It, look at look at his past performances as well, especially on hard courses. You got Olympia Fields at the BMW Championship, the PGA, where he was he was first round leader. He was tied for first round leader, or if not, uh, had that at the beginning of uh, on Thursday. Yep. Um, and at Memorial, like he's played extremely well in courses that hey, look, we're saying super long, par seventy, over seventy four hundred yards. Oh, cross off Brendan Todd, cross off Zach Johnson, cross off Webb Simpson. And as a matter of fact, Zach Johnson, all these guys play extremely well. So the Todd father at Brendan Todd at plus 8,000, whatever he is right now, he started at further, started deeper than that. I think he's a great player, yeah. especially in like if you want to get him top 10, if, if you don't feel like he's going to win this tournament. I, I should always take top 10s and I never do. I just get so greedy and take the outrights. Yeah, it's not uh, fun. So top 10s aren't fun, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, need to, I need to be safer. Take us through, like, your guys this week. What is your card looking like? Yeah, so number one at the very top, Patrick Reed is right there. Like, I was going through and trying to figure out, you know, between Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantlay, uh, you know, especially those two guys, which one that I would really want more. The one thing that scares me about Cantlay is that his off-the-tee game is a little shaky right now, right? He has to keep it in the fairway, and he just hasn't been there. Get him on a difficult course. He plays a lot better. We know that. Uh, but when you look at Patrick Reed and just the intangibles, that that whole point of he's pitting it, he's gained strokes off the tee, I believe, in six straight or seven straight tournaments. And so you know that's there. The putting is there. So I love Patrick Reed. Daniel Berger, again, another guy that I really, really like. He's a guy that always can just – Can I ask you on Reed real quick, though? Yeah, man. Can I, ask you, can I stop you on Patrick Reed? I feel like you know, like, is he such a douchebag? Like, have you met Patrick Reed? I know you got some connects in the tour. All I hear is this guy is an ass face. Like, what's the dirt on Patrick Reed? I feel weird betting on him because I just hear you're not supposed to bet on Patrick Reed. So, Mike, you bring up a really good point, especially in DraftKings and betting. People do – they do not like to bet people they don't like, right? Like, prime example. Yeah. Like, people don't like to bet the people like Patrick Reed, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, Kevin yep. Kisner yep. potentially is becoming that guy, uh, right? Like they don't want to bet <laughs> those. Yeah, they don't want to bet those guys. And look, aside from their personal stuff and some of the stuff that we hear from guys like Bryson, who you know berate a, a rules official because he hit a bad shot. Um, that's a, that's not right. All of us have been there. Uh, I, I actually, <laughs> I don't know if all of us have been there talking to a rules official, but 
like that. Yeah, I would just replace that with like a tree or a right. innocent bystander. Like that's you. that's what I want though at a major. Like I want a guy who's gonna have that grit that knows that he's better than he's playing if he's playing bad. Right? Hideki, if he's if he's not putting well, he's gone. He's toast. He's out. Paul Casey, if he's not if he's not playing extremely well like he did the PGA, he's out. Right. So there's some guys that that I don't necessarily trust. Um, and I'll take the, I'll play the Patrick Reeds on DraftKings. I'll play that because the money that I'm making is doesn't care if the guys that, you know, are, are good or bad people. Like he might be an ass. Like he might truly be an ass. <laughs> but if he wins at 33 to one, he can be an ass to other people. Just not our, yeah. bag, not our bag yeah. of He's your ass. <laughs> He's my He's our ass. Yeah. <laughs> what about the opposite here? One of the guys we love to bet, last year's champion, Gary Woodland, <laughs> 85 to 1 this year. What? He, He's 85 yeah. to 1? Yeah, Gary. Correct. 85, 85 Does, to 1, man. That's, I mean, we know Gary Woodland can sometimes hit it, <laughs> cannot hit fairways. Let's just put it that way. Right. He can miss fairways. Is this just a, a, an avoid our favorite week because of, because of this course? Yeah, look, I mean, this is really like a practice in, phil- in philosophy and how we attack golf tournaments and how you bet golf tournaments. The majors are especially interesting because it's it's appointment TV, especially for us, right? We want to watch the U.S. Open. We want to watch the carnage and these guys come back down to earth and play like us. So having said that, why, <laughs> like, why not bet the guys um, that you want to bet, that you love to watch, that you want to see perform well? Thank you. Like Gary Woodland off the tee, he ranks, I believe, sixth over the last since the restart. The thing about Gary, though, is that early in this early in the restart, he was putting extremely well. And his his off the tee game was hot garbage. Uh, He he is such a momentum player that in his wins previous and last year, too, where this was the same number. He was like 90 to one last year when he won. 75 or 75 yeah cash on it actually yeah i remember that yeah yeah, best day of my life right i remember that watching that video um (laughs) that like he was coming into this tournament with momentum last year and he was in a smash spot at 75 absolutely right now give me the guy that's very very close to him and this is actually going to be my pick to win when we you know play play a certain game later on this uh in the segment (laughs) okay So Reed, you're on. You like Burger. Who else do you like on your card? Uh, EVR. If we want to go, hello down there. Oh, want to go? Love EVR. EVR plus. He's a plus sixteen thousand, right? The U.S. Sportsbooks, and now we say it one sixty to one. EVR is someone that just missed the cut the Safeway Open. So it's not great when you miss the cut in Napa Valley, one of the easiest courses where we saw Stuart Sink win. Um, but this actually works in his benefit, right? Missing the cut, leaving there early, getting to, to upstate New York a couple of days earlier. If you look at this guy's track record at majors or just in difficult courses, he plays extremely well. He's got two top 20s at the Open Championship. He's got an eighth at the 2019 PGA Championship, which was at Bethpage Black, a course that's comparable to this one, another par 70 on Planet of Greens. That's a long course, over 7,400 yards. EVR is just a guy who shows up when the stakes get higher. And so give me someone like him at plus 160, um, or excuse me, uh, plus 16,000, 160 to 1, as someone, if we want to talk about long shots, five straight tournaments, he's gained strokes off the tee. That's kind of stuff that I want to see. I either want to see safe floor guys 
you know, that can, again, not play themselves out of the tournament or guys that are just hitting the snot and hitting it in the fairway off the tee and they can get there and just save par. Like we said, if you just hit, if you just play par golf for four days, you win this tournament potentially. Vern, Eric Van Ruyen is who Reed is talking about. I, I Googled. Googled it. You Googled it? Yep. Okay, good. Good, good, good. What'd you Google? I like EVR it. golf? What did you Google? <laughs> EVR golf? Or just EVR? It was golf EVR. Good. Okay, good. My yeah. bad, my bad. Eric Van Ruyen. Ruyen. Yeah. Good uh, Good South African accent. Though. Oh, very nice. Though I wasn't trying to do an accent. Okay. I was just trying to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. All right. <laughs> do you have Reed? Do you have any prop bets for us that you like this this week? Is there anything you're eyeing there? Any first round leaders or or anything like that? Yeah, I gotta uh, I I gotta hone in. I got like 15 first round leaders right, right now that yes that I want to bet best um, bet in sports maybe oh, besides it's, the Nerfie. It's great. The Nerfies. I don't like the Nerfies. It's got like the Nerfie has a personality of its own, right? You can't take away the personality of the Nerfie. Um, and so I have to actually hone so in, happy. yeah, that the first round leaders, I'll probably post that the, about tomorrow on Twitter. So I, I don't know just yet, because again, there's a million guys that I like, and actually on DK Sportsbook, yep. you can bet top 10, top five after the first round as well, specifically for majors. Ooh. Yeah. So that's another nice one that look at DK. Yeah. That if you want to get a little insurance that you get the guy in the early round that gets in the first uh, the first spot there, and then someone in the, in the afternoon rounds comes in and backdoors the, the the first round leader bet. You still get insurance on that top five. But one of my favorites, yep. Brandon Todd, top uh, top ten or top twenty, is one of my favorite bets, just because he's just he's just been so solid. And talk about if there was like a, a secondary player of the year award, like I'd give it to Brandon Todd, just because of how well he's playing. And no one's going to give it to him because he's Brandon Todd. But he deserves something because, man, he's been playing extremely well. But the one that I love that bet. Yeah, the one that I really like, Matt Wolf over Sebastian Munoz. It's a matchup there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like like Seabass has been playing out of this world. I mean, I think it was yeah. like the Northern Trust where he or for one of these tournaments that was uh, maybe a few weeks or maybe a month back where he went seven straight birdies to start the round like just on Thursday. And you just thought this guy is going to he's going to shoot 11 under par for the first round. He kind of came back down, but he's like two top back to back top uh, top eights um, been playing very well at hard courses. But Matty Wolf, man, talk about one of the best drivers of the ball fairway and distance. Give me Matty Wolf. And I believe he's at minus 137 over Seabass right now. I think that's that's cash right there. I love you just that. talked up Seabass so much. Now I'm scared. Now I'm kind of nope. scared to do it because you made you made Seabass sound so good. But look, the first round leader bet, Brendan Todd, that was scary. When I do my first round leader bets, usually on like Wednesday night, I come away from it and I'm like, dude, I just bet like 21 guys, and it's it very very dangerous if you don't hit it. So now I'm, I'm I gotta I gotta chill on Brendan Todd. I, I don't want to go too all in on him. Uh, I. <laughs> Look, the Furley is a blast. I love that. I love the matchup bet. That kind of confidence that you just gave us was similar to the Tiger lock where you were like, Tiger's winning this thing. Yeah. You just told us Maddie Wolf is winning that matchup, and I love it. All right, should we do our best bet of the U.S. Yep. Open? Mikey, are you ready for it? I'm, I'm, uh, give me two seconds, three, two. I've got so many guys I like between those three. I, I need know. to pick one. It's like picking one of my children. All right, well, Vern. We, I'm okay. ready. All right. 
on the count of three. I'll count as one, two, three, and then beat. On the beat, we're going to all yell out our winner or our best bet. And if we hit that, yes, best outright bet. We'll see if we have any double ups here. Okay. You guys ready? Reed, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Here we go. One, two, three. Justin Justin Thomas. Matthew Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) You waited. You slow played us. All right, Matthew Wolf. Hammerlock, what are we getting him at on DK, Reed? Oh, I think I got him right now at uh, plus 8,000. Uh, and look, you can back that up with the top five at plus 1,100. I just think, look, he was there, man. He was there at PGA Championship at Harding Park. Vern, I don't know if you were, if you were, like, if you just felt that, that Matty Wolf could just make those two putts, man, that were within six feet. If he made those two putts, I mean, it probably wouldn't have mattered. Because Morikawa was just uh, was just a lock. He was um, incredible. Oh yeah, but Matt Wolf, like I mentioned earlier, total driving is going to be essential here, and he's well, I believe top five in driving distance, if not you know around top ten. And fairways gained, he's thirty six. And so when we think about what we want to do here, it's so hard to find the guys who hit it far and hit it straight. That's what Bryson's trying to do. Uh, trying to do. I saw an interview with him that he says he wants to hit his drives four hundred yards and drive each green <laughs> on tournaments. And so it just to give himself a comparative advantage, which kind of makes sense. But Matty Wolf has those he two specific, yeah, those two specific traits driving to total driving is going to be essential here. We saw that he's able to compete in the toughest fields, especially like he did at, at PGA national or excuse me, PGA championship. So give me Matty Wolf as my favorite bet because at plus 8,000, I mean, come on now. 80 to 1. You just gave us an 80 to 1 bet. We will be on that. We are riding that with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Read Tiger Woods. I have not heard his name at all. This whole podcast, we have not heard Tiger Woods. So I'm going to ask you a simple question. Does Tiger Woods finish in the top 20 at Wingfoot at the U.S. Open this week? No. I don't. I like. Plus 175. (laughs) No, I like his. I like his T draw, though. It's AM, PM stack. So. He starts early, then he gets 24 hours to rest up the back and then to come out. But like I'm like, we were kind of talking about this earlier. Like, it's not cold. It's not cold yet. I'm not that I'm not that terrible when it comes to weather. But we know Tiger. We know Tiger in the back. That's always a thing that you have to worry about. The one thing about Tiger, too, is his putting has been god awful. Like he's been losing strokes with his putter, I believe, in six or seven straight. And it does not look good. He's changed putters. Now he's changed the grips. It's just, it's not there. And the irons are, but the, the putting and the driving too, it's just not there, right? And that's kind of, it's kind of what you need in a major. You need off the tee, you need putting. And so I, I I want him to make the cut. Like if he wins, like I will be running in the streets with like, you know, like Will, <laughs> will Ferrell streaking in the quad if Tiger wins the U.S. <laughs> Open. But I just, I don't, ah, man, I don't see it. At 45 to one? I know. At 45 to one and at plus 175 to, to finish top 20, we are fading Tiger Woods. You heard it from the guru himself. Yeah, man. Oh, That's how you know that it's not a Tiger week is that they're putting him at 40, 45 to one. They're just like begging people to take I kind of might I sprinkle. Like. Yeah. 45 hurt. on DraftKings. Man, I don't know, it's just, man. There's no way. There's, I just, yeah. Look, I hope I hope we're all wrong. Mikey, is is there anything else? Reed, is there anything else we should know? Uh, no, I mean, like it just just tune in, man. Tune in. That was it's, a lot. <laughs> tune in. It's going to be a fun time. <laughs> uh, 
uh, you're going to have to couple it with football and the NFL. Uh, but uh, it, it's just it's a fun time to be a sports fan right now. And if you can, if, if it's legal in your state, definitely get after on, on DraftKings Sportsbook, because like I mentioned, those those furlies with the top five, top ten insurance there, those, those are those are going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to spend a lot of time trying to like minimize my list from 20 guys to 15, <laughs> like 15. What's the, I was gonna say? What's the right number of furlies to bet? Oh God, is you there can sprinkle a little? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like to. It's like it's come on, like a first round leader bet. Like you better be shooting for the moon. You know, give like, give yeah. yourself a lot of chances. Give yourself a couple of guys in the early morning and the and the late afternoon, and go from there. Reed, before we let you go, thank you so much for joining us. That was a ton of good info. We're gonna get filthy rich this weekend. I can't wait. <laughs> Speaking of filthy rich, I I know you do a ton of NFL stuff for DraftKings too. Give me an NFL lock for the weekend if you have one before you hop off here. Yeah, uh, 49ers minus seven, like over the Jets. Like, give me a break, man. The Jets, the Jets are garbage, like trash. Their defense is bad, Uh, and the 49ers just lost a big one in division uh, with like against the Cardinals. They're going to be looking to to get that back. They just signed Mohamed Sanu. It's a good signing. I don't know if he does anything right now, but uh, give me the give me the 49ers at minus seven, man. One of the biggest bets of my life. I have already placed it. Uh, I'm on Niners money line parlayed with Clippers money line tonight. If you're listening to this, you won't be able to get that because hopefully I'll already have hit one half of that. But thirteen hundred dollars to win a grand there. Just saying, it is. Wow. It was, well, you, it was nice knowing you. Just you did that? Yeah, it's nice knowing you. You're going to be on an <laughs> island somewhere. Well, you you did that with a We're game a seven somewhere with a game seven. Love it. Oh, Clippers wow. are not losing game seven, just like the Niners aren't losing. I think the Clippers win too, but wow. Lock it up. And it, I love the 49ers bet. I'm all the way in on the Niners. Definitely, definitely like that. Reed, thank you so much for coming on. At Reed T. Fowler on Twitter. You guys all have to follow him. His picks are great. His analysis is great. Golf and football, could you ask for anything else? Reed, thank you so much for coming on. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Reed. That was an awesome interview from Reed. I'm pretty pumped about this 80 to 1. I'm also, again, worried about my bankroll because I have so many things. Stop talking about your bankroll. I'm serious. Because don't think about your bankroll. It's like you can't go up to it in a bat and say, this guy's throwing fucking Ched with a dirty slider, and I'm worried I'm going to strike out. You can't go That's into not what I'm that worried. mindset. I'm worried because I want to bet more. Like, I just want to bet more and more. You should be proud of me. You so normally give me shit. Send a text and get your bankroll increased. That's what I was saying I need to do. Okay, do it. Don't talk okay, about it. Do it. So we're on the same page. You're just being negative and we're on the same page. All right. We're going to bet. Stage freeze. Just do it. <laughs> we're going to bet every week two game now. Mikey, again, do you, do you know what your record was for week one? Uh, yeah, scientifically, it was 15 and one, um, but I actually didn't <laughs> go back and count or listen. Um, I know I was above 50% for sure. Okay. No, you, you, you did well. You had a really nice first week. Props to you there. Let's go. Bengals, Browns first. The Browns open at minus six, and they have remained at minus six. Dude, Mikey, this is an interesting one. This is it. You know, the public did really well in week one. And I'm trying to think, I don't know why I'm looking at these lines. I'm like, where's the public going to be? That's not how we bet. I don't even know why my mind is going there. It's like you. Do not do that. 
Who the fuck cares where the public's going to be? What do I think is going to win? I think the, the Bengals are getting six points. They look decent enough. The defense looked okay against the Chargers, who are ass. The Browns look like dog shit. I like Joe Burrow. I kind of want to go with the Bengals here on Thursday Night Football short week. I'm with you, Mikey. My only concern about the Bengals is they gave up the fourth most pressure week one. The Browns have a good D-line. Oh. However, I'm not fading Baker Mayfield. Sorry. I am fading Baker Mayfield. I just do not trust him. I do not trust this Browns team. I stumbled through that. However, Bengals plus six is the play. It's tough that that was our first game pick and that you fucking fucked it up so bad because that's just not how you want to start off your NFL picks. And because of that, that, I'm officially on Browns minus six. I'm hopping off Bengals (laughs) because of your flub on Browns. All right, next game, 49ers head to New York after a very tough loss, which I lost money on too live. First the Cardinals, they head to New York. First the Jets without Le'Veon Bell. They started at six and a half. They're already up to seven point favorites. I don't think there is any fucking way the 49ers lose this game. I promise you that. Now, do they cover? That's another story. I would say yes, I'm taking the Niners minus seven, but I'm also really, really circling and targeting this game to get it down to uh, a pick them or, or minus a half or minus one in teasers. And I'm taking the Niners here. They're not losing. I already took them with the Clippers. You know that. I am with you. I love the Niners. I love them at minus seven. I like them for two reasons. Number one, obviously they lost. I think they're going to be pissed. It's a bounce back spot for them. But also, the Jets are probably the worst team in the NFL. I will be fading them until the Lions get too large. One touchdown is perfectly in range. I almost think we should put every single bet we take and tease it with the Niners at Yes, seven. I love like that. Every single We're, bet. We are attaching everything we have to Niners money line teaser, whatever. If you want to get to one, that's fine. Six, six and a half, seven point teaser. I'm all in on that, and I'm on board. I'm also taking the minus seven, but these are the teaser players. And Reed was on it too. So yeah. we are back in lockstep now. Thank God that happened. Okay, we've got Bills at Dolphins next. The Bills open as four point favorites. That has moved to five and a half. So some early action. On Buffalo. What do you have, Mikey? This is another interesting one. I, this is an look, interesting one, Vern. This is it. Well, Vern, the reason I'm doing that is because I'm stalling because I actually don't know which side I want to go with. Uh, can uh, I go? Can I yeah, go? Yeah, why don't you go and try and talk me into a pick here? I did some research here. Josh Allen last year against the, against the Dolphins was QB1 and QB10 in fantasy points. He's gone off against this team and against this defense, against this st- scheme. The Bills look great week one. I have no reason to go against that week two. History and the eye test both go it's Bills okay. minus five I mean, They were playing the Jets. I, that's a good knowledge. The Dolphins looked pretty good in week one, too. Um, they should have covered versus the Pats, which would have been a kick in my dick. Thank God the Pats <laughs> covered and fits through that pick in the end zone at the end. Um, but, yeah, I think at five and a half, I'll, I'll, I'll ride the Bills with you. But this is a tough game. Thank you. I'm glad you're riding with me. Next one. Lions, did you like my notes, by the way? Yeah, I, you why don't you research? start off? If you've done that much research, you, you're on fire right now. You're vibey. I'll be, I'll be Vern, you be Nev. Uh, you be Mikey Lux. Lions <laughs> at Packers, okay? Point total at 47 and a half here. The Packers are six-point favorites. They open as five and a half. They're already up to six. Vern, who do you like? I like the Detroit Lions here because... Because I think everyone is going to be running to take the Packers, 
Who wants to bet on the Lions after the Packers looked so good week one? Their offense looked amazing. I don't really care. I'm going to wait and see if this gets up to six and a half, seven, too. I would love it at seven. If it gets up to six and a half, I'll probably buy the hook. I'm taking the Lions at the points. If it gets to seven, I love the Lions. My lean here is the Packers, and the Packers also have a little TZTs written all over them, although I, I, I wouldn't run to do that. Um, another tough game, and I'm just, I don't know, I can officially say I'm not sure I'm seeing it well at this point, a third of the way through the slate, but give me Packers, minus six. Will you have some false confidence? Can you just lie to me? Yeah, I can, um, I'm very good at that. <laughs> I know, I know. Vikings at Colts. The Colts opened at three. They remain at three. Three-point favorites. Oh, What's am, going am on here? To, <laughs> am I supposed to go first? Dude, I just don't get why the Vikings are three-point dogs to the shitty-ass Colts team who just lost to Jacksonville. The public is going to be all over Minnesota, and it, they're calling my name, but I, I have a feeling you're on the Colts. I am on the Colts. When a line is this weird, you either stay away or you take the opposite side of what is obvious. I like the Colts. Also, their offense last week put up 445 yards. Their loss was a fluke. They didn't punt once. The offense looked really good. So I'm just calling the loss a fluke. And, um, wow, what did I write? Uh, I don't know. Oh, the Vikings got torched by Green Bay. You wrote, they absolutely no. got you wrote yeah, the I word notes. I did. <laughs> well, I meant reference my notes because I have notes. Uh, <laughs> and then I wrote torched by GB, which meant torched by Green Bay. Oh. Vikings defense looked awful. Colts offense looked good week one. I think it was a fluke. I'm taking the Colts. Good notes. How about there, that? Thank uh, you. Is this a situation, though, where you, you don't get trapped by Vegas? You do the trapping, you flip the over flip? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm taking the, the Vikings on the money line here at plus 135. Um, but I like your rationale. Let's move to Panthers at Bucks. The Bucks opened as eight-point favorites. They're now nine-point favorites. Uh, Panthers didn't look that bad. They obviously lost and did not cover versus the Raiders, but the offense looked decent enough. And the Bucks kind of look like ass. Fern, who do you like here? I'm taking the Bucks minus nine. It's a lot of points. I think the Tampa offense will get better and better as the season goes. And their defense is good. We know their defense is good. Tough week one matchup, but I they did okay against the Saints. So I think they rebound strongly. The Carolina offense, Raiders defense is trash. I'm not going to buy into that game. They Carolina, also, I, I bet pretty hard on them. Took an L there. So I'm pitched at the Panthers, and I'm taking the Bucks. I like the Bucks here, too. Good bet at oh. home. I think that means a lot. Uh, next game, Rams at Eagles. Vern, you have written question marks next to your pick here. I haven't made mine yet, but I feel confident about this one. So I will lead it off. The Rams are one and a half point favorites. It looks like the Eagles opened as favorites here and it has skewed quickly to people hopping on the Rams, which I like. And I will take the Eagles who opened at minus 155 and are now plus 104 on the money line. That's fucking wild line movement. I like the Eagles. I don't think Jared Goff has ever played well on the road. The Eagles have a good enough defense. that they Talk about flukes. They just choked last week like Phil at Wingfoot. Eagles might be the Mikey Locke special of the week here. I like the Eagles too. I'm with you. Uh, I, even though I wrote question marks down, it's just I wasn't sure. I do like the Eagles. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't think Carson Wentz will be throwing that many picks. Miles Sanders wasn't healthy week one. I'm not sure if he'll be healthy at week two. 
you can wait and see, but I don't think that really changes my bet here. I like the Eagles with you, Mikey. I like them on the money line. Am I being too analytical? I'm being no. I, I'm liking it. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Keep okay. Your thank you. I, Jags, I appreciate that. Jags at Tennessee. The Titans are nine and a half point favorites. They opened at ten and a half, and it's moved a point already as of this recording, which is Tuesday, eight p.m. Eastern. Vern, I really like the Titans here. That's a big number, but I think it's a big number for a reason. They're coming back home. They played well on Monday Night Football. Uh, they, they just couldn't really punch the ball in the end zone, and they couldn't kick field goals. I think they're a really, really good team. I think Tannehill's a good quarterback. Derrick Henry didn't really do much. I think he can run right through that Jags defense, and Tennessee has an awesome defense as well. But Gardner Minshew, kind of ledgy. He's so ledgy. My plan going into the season was, like, fade the Jags every week for the first five or six weeks um, until, like, the numbers get too lopsided. I am boycotting my plan, <laughs> switching that over to the Jets, the Jags won. I think they can keep this game close. That's pretty much it. We saw the Titans had trouble, as you said, scoring. They did look all right. That's a tough game in in Denver, at Denver. Uh, they've got kicker issues. Give me the Jags. Give me the points. That's pretty much the only reason is I, I think they can hang around. Jags, a little frisky. Gardner Minchie, a little frisky. Falcons at Cowboys. The Cowboys open at 7. Now they're 5-point favorites. I love that five number. I think we both love the Cowboys here. Hammer, lock, and move on? Yes, we both love the Cowboys. Hammer, lock, and move on. Broncos at Steelers. The Steelers are minus six and a half point favorites. Uh, Steelers were a weird team on Monday night. Ben looked really shitty at first, and then they kind of found their groove. I don't know what's going on with James Conner. If he plays, he probably won't be 100%. Uh, but the Steelers at home, um, I, I think I got to go with them at, at six and a half point favorites. I, I kind of love this. Pittsburgh team. They've got weapons Kelly, at receiver. Kelly loves Kelly. Kelly loves Pittsburgh, and they were her pick to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. This Pittsburgh team is nice. I, I, I'm all in, and I don't trust the Broncos' offense enough. I think that I actually I like the Steelers here quite a bit. Maybe a little Pittsburgh-San Francisco teasy? I mean, we're oh. teasing San Francisco with Absolutely everything. So it's just I wish the Broncos were shittier. They're actually not bad. You know, they're they're a decent enough. They're not they're not bad, but I I don't know. I still don't trust Drew Locke. Do we really want to I I think we should literally tease every single game on the board with the Niners? That might be the smartest thing you've ever said in your entire life. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. We're just getting boosties right and left. (laughs) Giants Bears. The Bears are five and a half point favorites. Do you have a lean on that, Mikey? Can we rapid fire these next games? I, I like the Giants. Give me the points. I think Daniel Jones looked pretty good. Uh, I think they sh- hopefully will be able to run the ball a little bit better. I don't like them being on the road, but I just I hate the Bears. Fuck the Bears. They're terrible. Yeah, no, I'll take the Giants. It's this is a tough one. Like, is was the comeback fluky or not? I don't know, but yeah, uh, I'm down for the Giants with you on that one. Uh, Cardinals. Washington football team, the Cardinals are six and a half point favorites. Cardinals could be Cardinals Niners TZ could be my pick of the week as well. Kyler looked amazing. Lefko, our guy, said, look for Kyler Murray. They have a very easy schedule these next three games. Look for him to be the MVP front runner via DraftKings after week four, which would be good for your boy Mikey Locks, who picked him preseason. But I, I like the Cardinals here. I am the other way. Washington won. I think everyone is going to be on the Cardinals bandwagon. 
Washington, I'm buying it to seven if I can, or if I can't get it at seven. Washington plus seven is my play here. Chiefs Chargers. Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. It opened at seven and a half. Pretty pretty simple for me. I'm I taking the Chiefs. I don't really know. The Chargers looked pretty bad last week. Um, yeah. The Chiefs obviously are, are amazing. I, I don't think you can bet the Chiefs, bet against the Chiefs until further notice, unless they're you know at a 14 number. But the Chiefs live bet is very much in play in this game, as is a tease with the Niners. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, we're all all over the Chiefs. I'm not just not betting against them. Won't do it. Ravens, Texans. The Ravens are six and a half point favorites. They're on the road. It opened at six and a half. Uh, I am a sad Houston Texans fan who will be betting on the Ravens. Number one, the Texans secondary is awful. In number two, the Ravens embarrassed the Texans last year. Everyone was all hyped for Lamar versus Deshaun. It was a Blowout, I'm taking the Ravens and the points. I'll take the Texans at seven. Um, I think they can get a little backdoor cubby here. Pats at Seahawks, minus four and a half. Tough one. Seahawks are favored over under at 45. This is a really fun game. Um, the Pats, I, I think their defense is one of the best in the league. Seahawks just dismantled the Falcons on the road. The Seahawks, man, I, as a Niners fan, I'm pretty worried about them. I think they could be a, a Super Bowl they're obviously a contender, but I think they could be kind of a favorite as we get into later in the year. Four and a half points. Uh, I'll take the Seahawks at home here. I'm taking the Seahawks at home as well. Really, really excited to watch this game. I just think it's still a little too early to give the Patriots that much credit on the line where I'm going to take them against the Seahawks. This is the perfect line for Vegas, too. Four and a half is just a perfect spot. It makes a ton and of sense. Seahawks... Uh, Pats is a Sunday night game, which is big for those of you who will be chasing with me on Sunday night. We will be unloading the clip there. I wouldn't be surprised if I talk myself into the Pats by Sunday, but right now I'm leaning Seahawks. Well, if you're teasing this, would you rather would you rather get Pats plus what, 10 and a half? I don't think I'm teasing. I, I only like to tease really uh, if I'm going from like seven to zero, TBA. Yeah, tease, tease key numbers. Four and a half to 10 could be key. Three to 10, yeah, no. Out. Okay. All right. <laughs> Saints at <laughs> Raiders. First game in Las Vegas. The Saints are five and a half point favorites. It's exactly where it opened. I'm. I'll jump in. I first game in the stadium. I don't care if there's no fans. I'm taking the no Raiders. Fans. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me. I still. It'll still feel special. I have a special feeling. A special aura. It'll have a nice aura about it. I like Oakland. First game in the stadium. You just dropped your pin. So, fuck. Yeah, I, I, I think the Saints might be the hammer lock of the week. Uh, TBH, to be honest with you, Vern, uh, I'm running out of steam here. Give me the fucking Saints, minus 5.5, minus 235, maybe TZ, maybe Moneyline Parlay. I think they put up a ton of points. The Panthers looked pretty good against the Raiders last week, and, and they're very clearly not a good team. I do worry about the Saints going on the road, though, um, and their offense you know, being what it usually is there. But I, I'll take the Saints here. By the way, Josh Jacobs is fucking sick. Yeah, he's sick. Super yeah. sick. Yeah, he's really good. Maybe first TD action there. Oh. <laughs> All right, Mikey, is there anything else you want to say? I'm excited. Best sports week of the year. Let's just brand it as such right now. We're all in on that. I can't wait. Let's get rich. What could be a better sports week? March Madness. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll take it. It's certainly the most diverse sports week. You love to see it. Mikey Locks, 
That was a blast. Reed Fowler, absolute legend. Great picks. Thank you guys for listening. It is always our week. Let's get rich.